This podcast may contain coarse language. Listener's discretion is advised. Also, this podcast will obviously contain spoilers for Demon Slayer. Please beware, listen at your own risk. Welcome to the Demon Slayer Podcast. I am your host, Velor GTZ, and with me today I have two special people. First up, returning from our previous episodes, it's Laser Kid. Hello, people. And this time we also have a new guest to the podcast, Allison, also known as Meowth900. Uh, good morning, how are you today? I am doing very good. Um, a bit tired from Anime NYC, but overall I'm alive, and that's what matters. He's alive, alive! Yes. How are those manga reviews going, good sir? Slowly, painfully. Um, they'll, they'll get done eventually, maybe, possibly. Don't believe his eyes, audience. I mean, some of them will at least get done this week. I, I emphasize some of them. He said some, which means like one or two. Probably like four or five, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> it's like uh, eating a whale, one bite at a time. Exactly. Yeah, just do it while everybody else is sleeping at normal sleep hours. I mean, I never sleep at this point, so yeah, that's basically what's gonna happen. You're a robot. Yes, a Robo V Lord runs on like two like hours of sleep and coffee, lots of coffee. Lots Ultra of coffee. Mecha V Lord. <laughs> Ultra Mecha V Lord and. But before we get into the recap of episode 6 today, um, since this is Allison's first time on the podcast, I was thinking we'd go over how she got into Demon Slayer. Okay. Um, the way I got into it was basically V-Lord was shouting about Demon Slayer and Tinomaru Sumo. And I was like, what are those? Because I forgot, I forget names a lot. And then he said, is that one where the demon's being carried off in the snow? And I'm like, oh, I remember being into that one when it was in the Shonen Jump sneak peek thingamadoople. And then I started uh, borrowing the volumes and got addicted to the story. And I have to resist reading the online because the cliffhangers hurt me so much. I want to catch up. I read the simulpubs, and I understand what's going on, but context is missing because of the huge gap. One day that gap will be filled. Hey, and the anime is so slow. Now. And the anime is so slow that the Viz release is faster, which is saying something. Yup. And uh, V-Lord recommended good shit, so... Whenever you want to hear good shit, ask V-Lord. I feel like I just like, infected everyone. With Demon Slayer. Yeah, this is a very common story. It's my story, too. Pretty much at the same time, probably. Also, read Hinomaru Sumo. It's so good. Yes, Hinomaru Sumo is also very good. Even though most of it you can't really read anymore. <laughs> to cry. I watched the uh, simuldub on Funimation, and I loved it. Read Haikyuu, too. Haikyuu is also good. Season 4, so- someday, and OVA next month. Trailer came out today. Haikyuu Twitter exploded. Yeah, I mean, the anime comes out, like, January. 
Oh my gosh, that's like too much weight. I miss my boy so much. It will be very hype. Sounds like it. It's one of the ones I've been meaning to look at. It's been four years, Laser. I miss my boys so much. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's a long wait. That, that's longer than the wait I've had for other things that I'm excited about, so I feel you. But uh, let's not cut to the chase anymore, and let's get straight into recapping this episode. Okay. So, uh, we basically start off with uh, Tanjo kind of prepping to go out on his mission that he was assigned to at the end of last episode. And Orokodaki's just making sure that he's all prepared and ready for the upcoming uh, uh, challenges he'll have. And he's kind of going a bit more into uh, the Nishirin Blade and how it works. Uh, he specifically says that uh, Black Blades are uncommon among the Demon Slayers. And the reason for that is uh, that uh, Demon Slayers with Black Blades generally don't... Uh, end up going very far as Demon Slayers. It's kind of implied that they kind of die early deaths. But uh, Tanjiro's like, I don't care about that. No matter what, I'm going to cure Nezuko. And uh, yeah. So uh, Orokodaki also gives him a box to put Nezuko in when uh, it's like sunny out so that Nezuko doesn't like burn to death. Um, So they... Uh, Give Tanjiro that, and then Tanjiro puts Nezuko in the box, and it's all good. So then Tanjiro and Nezuko then head off um, to the town where there's been mysterious uh, disappearances of women. And yeah, so uh, when Tanjiro makes it there, he uh, encounters a guy named uh, Kazumi, who's kind of like very much... uh, Kind of distraught at this point. Um, his, I think, fiance got, uh, like, uh, basically disappeared. And, uh, no one knows what, uh, happened to her. But it seems like some people kind of suspect that it's, like, his fault. Yeah. I mean, the girl, I think it was Satoko. Um, basically her dad is just beating him up at one point. It's just like, oh, that's terrible. You lose your girlfriend and you get blamed for it. It's a twofer. Yeah, so Kazumi kind of just has lost all hope, but Tanjiro kind of hears all the rumors about Kazumi and decides to help him out. So, like, they start, like, uh, literally sniffing around for the demon, because, like, since Tanjiro has a good sense of smell, he can literally smell the demon. Yes. Such a good boy. He's, he's on all fours, which gets plenty of looks. It's just like, well, um, okay. Tanjiro is best Dogo. I would pet him and give him all the doggy treats. So as uh, Dogo, Tanjiro, and Cosme are uh, looking all over the place, uh, they don't really come up with too many leads. But when nighttime comes around, um, the one girl named uh, Tokie um, goes to sleep and is suddenly kidnapped by a demon. And uh, Tanjiro kind of... No, smells this, like the, I guess the rumblings of the demon and starts following it and is able to find the demon and stabs his sword into the ground to make the demon stop. I wonder what the demon's, the rumbling smells like. That, that is a, that is a good question. It's, it, it smells like red swirls. Hmm, interesting. But, uh, yeah, so Tanjiro kind of smells like the rumblings of the demon and then, uh, 
He's able to track it down and then stab the sword in the ground to basically stop the demon and save uh, Tokie. And uh, from that point on, like, the demon's just, like, very mad at him. And, like, it's saying, like, hey, give me back that meal before it gets stale. Um, but during, like, this entire, like, uh, conflict, uh, it kind of flashes back to uh, what Urokodaki tells Tanjiro about demon blood arts. So demon blood arts are basically special powers that demons can have. In the case of, like, this demon, which is kind of referred to as the bog demon, it can kind of create its own, like, personal swamp of sorts that can, like, bring in, like, uh, people and, like, different objects. So it's kind of using that to, like, uh, seep through, like, different surfaces and kind of, like, avoid attacks. But what's interesting about this demon, though, is that it's actually three demons. And they're all very cute. I, I guess. I mean, I, I don't really think they're very cute. They've got that whole way. teeth shattering thing going on. That's uh, that's a thing. It's kind of creepy. It, it's kind of very creepy. Yeah, but like they're basically like all I think share the same consciousness. So like they're kind of arguing with each other. Like one of them is saying like, shut up, other me. I want to do this. And like the other one's like, no, other me. I want to do this. And all, all this type of crap. But uh, like through the, all this, like uh, we then go back and learn that like the demons themselves were created by a single person. Only one person can technically create demons. And the source of all this is Muzan Kibutsuji. So if Tanjiro um, wants to be able to cure Nezuko, he has to find information about Muzan from the other demons to track him down. Sounds simple enough. So Tanjiro's kind of uh, mission in this fight is not really to necessarily kill the bog demon, but get information from the bog demon, which is kind of interesting. Like, he's still clearly mad at the demon, though, because, like, the demon, like, goads on Tanjiro and, uh, and Kazumi and, like, shows all, like, the dead people that's killed because it, like, takes, like, objects from the... Yeah, it takes in their hairpins, which... <laughs> that's a quite a collection. That's yeah, kind of terrifying. Yeah, so, like, on, on, like, the collection, you can see, uh, Satoko's pin, and that kind of, like, makes Kazumi really sad, and Tanjiro's just straight up pissed because it still hasn't been that long since, like, he's lost his own family... And he just goes straight on to the assault. Um, and he does pretty well in the fight. Like, he's kind of using his water breathing techniques all over the place. But he keeps the music was so good. <laughs> but yeah, when, when uh, it seems like he's vulnerable, though, uh, Nezuko joins the battle. By kicking down the door of the ba- backpack. That just seems to be her style. Yeah, it's, it's just her brand now. It's uh, door kicking. Door kicking. Nezuko should just have a door kicking service. She would do very well with this. I'd buy it. Yeah, so, like, Nezuko uh, basically starts helping out in the fight and protecting uh, Kazumi and uh, Tokie, since Kazumi's basically carrying Tokie at this point. Yeah, Tokie is just completely unconscious throughout all of this. Yeah, basically. And uh, we then learned that uh, Urokodaki, while Nezuko was asleep, used hypnotic suggestion on her um, to, like, tell her that uh, all humans are her family and, like, demons... If a demon, like, hurts humans, that is the enemy. Like, the episode basically ends with, like, Nezuko starting to help Tanjiro kind of fight the bog demon with all her super powerful kicks. Makes sense. Yeah. 
And uh, yeah, that, that's about it. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's that's a pretty solid list of events. There's a lot of really cool moments in there, though. Music was good, too. The music was great. Um, when uh, Tanjiro was looking for the demon, like, in the daytime, and he's, like, sniffing around on the ground, they've got a really cool, like, tense music, and they're mixing in the uh, uh, theme they use for Nezuko in and out of it, and it just really works really well. Yeah, I agree. Like, the choices of music here are just, like, really good. Especially during, like, the kidnapping scene with Tokie. Like, it's this very kind of, like, brooding music. And then the actual animation of Tokie being, like, kidnapped by the Bog Demon is just very, like, kind of well done. It's, like, very, like, fluid. It's a nightmare fuel-inducing moment is what that is. Yeah. But it's, yeah, but it's well done. It's extremely well done. But it's just like, ugh. Yeah, it de- definitely will uh, bring a chill down your spine. Mm, spine chills. The, the other big thing that I noticed was we went into uh, first person for a moment there when he um, was uh, searching. I should say Tondra was searching for the, the demon, and that was really cool. Mm, yeah, yeah. Interesting camera work there. I mean, it's it's not something I'm used to seeing in an anime. It's like, oh, hey, it's the Demon Slayer video game. First person Demon Slayer video game. I'd play it, to be honest. I, I would absolutely play the heck out of such yeah, a thing. It's just going to be Skyrim with Demon Slayer. Oh, my gosh. Well, modders, you know what to do. Yeah, replace all the enemies with demons, and then you just have Tanjiro. Just give him a box on his back, and it'll, it'll all be good. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Any other thoughts on the actual episode? Um, I was happy to see Muzon get referenced. Yeah, I mean, I sometimes forget that he's referenced in this episode, or I guess in this story, because, like, he, he doesn't appear for, like, a little bit longer, but, like, he's foreshadowed a little bit. Well, and I, and it's, you know, we, we also find out, oh, yeah, he's been around for, like, a thousand years, and he's the first demon, and all that good stuff. It's interesting backstory information yeah muzan is the og um i also noticed that kazumi seemed to recognize that uh, tanjiro is a demon slayer because he'd be like tanjiro would be like the demon is coming i'm gonna just rush it out and he's just like demon are you a dot 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 yeah like i think i remember them mentioning that like demon slayers are not like sanctioned by the government but like yep that's where i was gonna go with that like they're not part of the government but apparently they were known well enough that this guy can guess at it. Yeah, I guess they might be, like, urban legends of sorts, since, like, a lot of, like, the people in Demon Slayer don't necessarily believe in demons anyways. Oh, they could be kind of like the men in black in modern day, as yeah, of sorts. Yeah, they're the Where old... it's like, you've heard of such a thing, but you don't really believe it's real. Exactly. I guess that yeah. makes sense. Demon Slayers. Yeah, so in, like, this episode, too, we had, like, uh... A few new castings, of course. So, Kazumi himself was voiced by Lucian Dodge. So, uh, he's done a few different roles over time. Um, he's done Waver Velvet in uh, Fate Zero, um, Blue in Pokemon Origins, Amro Ray in Gundam The Origin, and also Jafar in Magi. Ooh, well, that's somebody I know. Yeah, so he's been around for quite a bit, and I think he did a good job in this role. Oh, yeah, no, he definitely was just way awesome in it. Yeah, and uh, then uh, Tokie, the girl who was kidnapped, was voiced by uh, Xantha Hume, and uh, she's done a few roles as well. 
I think a few that have been on Toonami, in fact. Um, That's good. People will get the references this time. Yeah, so she's done, like, Sachi and, like, Sword Art Online. She's been in, like, March Comes in, like, a Lion. Oh, she was Hidomi in FLCL Progressive. I don't know how I forgot about that. <laughs> Maybe it's because the show itself was so forgettable. I mean, I liked it, so... Um, but yeah. And then she also voiced the... The Platette in Cells at Work. So, uh, yeah. Like, she didn't get too many lines in this episode, but, like, it's it's notable. Yeah, we got enough out of her. Like, it wasn't a ton, but we'll probably get more coming up. Yeah, I think. Yeah, and then uh, voicing the Bog Demon, we have Sean Chiplock. Oh, I know that guy. Yeah, so Sean Chiplock has done um a few different characters. Um, He was Subaru in ReZero. Oh, God, I love that show. Yeah, and then uh, he was also uh, Kasim and Magi, and uh, yeah, he's been in a few other more minor roles as well. He's in the Astral Train as the tiny robot guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's also Kiro in the Ultimate Game on the telephones. If any woman actually listened to this and played it, <laughs> trying to make it less of a sausage fist for the audience. That's always a good thing. Yes. And then, uh, that, we had a few other cast members that were announced online um, by Anaplex. So, like, they basically just made, like, a montage video of, like, all the upcoming demons that are gonna be, like, uh, showing up in the, uh, early parts of the series. Like the Japanese one from a while back? Yeah, yeah, sorta. So, like, they announced a few different ones here. First up, we have uh, Susumaru, who is being voiced by Sarah Ann Williams. Um, Sarah Ann Williams has done quite a few roles in the past. Uh, Neferpito in uh, Hunter Hunter. Um, and also Felix in ReZero. And uh, Puck in the newer Berserk anime. So, yeah. Oh, also uh, Nonon in Kill a Kill. I don't know how I forgot that. <laughs> Yeah, good job, Elord. Yes, yes. That's the only one that actually aired on Tsunami, you silly boy. Well, also, uh, she was uh, Lisbeth in uh, Sword Art Online. That's a pretty major role. Yeah, and Sayaka in Monica Magica. So, she, yeah, she's done quite a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's Those are all some pretty good roles. Yeah, yeah. so uh, I'm interested to see like uh, how she handles Susamara. Susamara is like a very kind of like... She's great. Yeah, she's like very like... Uh, Blockheaded, but also kind of like really crazy. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how she handles that uh, character. And then uh, Susamara's uh, partner, Yahaba, is voiced by Xander Mobis. Oh, that's amazing. That's the guy who does the announcer voice in Super Smash. Yes, he uh, is the iconic announcer of Super Smash Brothers. He's also done quite a few other roles over the years. Um, I really liked him as, uh, Kogoro in the recent, uh, Detective Conan Zero, the Enforcer dub. Yeah, but that's Conan. Nobody watches that but you and me, man. I would if it was available. I will stand my Conan forever. I, I like it I will stand the Amaral. But yeah, he also voiced, uh, uh, Talon's T. Darby in, uh, Stardust Crusaders of JoJo. Uh, that was a fun character. Mm. 
Yeah, and he was also a Joker in Persona 5. Well, no wonder he sounded hot in Super Smash. (laughs) Yes, clearly. But, uh, yeah, another good casting there. And then we got the announcement of our iconic villain, Muzan Kibutsuji. And he is being voiced by Greg Chun. That's heavy rim. Yeah, um, Greg Chun has also done quite a lot. And Ike. Wait, he's Ike? Yes. Dang. He's also freaking Garo in One Punch Man. Yeah, he's Garo. And yeah, he's been in a lot of like video games and anime over the years. I remember him more for video games, to be honest. I think he's definitely done more video games as of late, but he's been quite over the place. Well, either way, Moosan can mess me up with them demon juices. Yeah, he was also a Aragaki in Megalobox. I don't think he's going to use that voice, but he's a Kalgo in Hunter Hunter. Just as a, as a case of, of reference, but, you That's know. the octopus. Yes, yes it is. He's a very <laughs> awesome octopus. Yeah, he's he's the best octopus. Yes. Though I guess, like, there's also Koro-sensei, so I guess a Kalgo and Koro-sensei have to, like, battle it out for best octo. Ooh, that's a tough fight. Mm, I think Koro Sensei's got this because he's Probably, octopus, but... alien, and also human. Though I don't know if you read the manga or not. It gets wild. I have not read the man- the manga for that now. Oh, R.I.P. Not as much of a, of a manga person as you guys are. For shame, laser. Hey, I'm reading. I'm reading more than I was. Thank you, Shrimp. Time to ring the shame bell. That's a Game of Thrones reference. I'm going to go sit in the corner and hide now. Yeah, so, like, I'm interested to see um, how uh, Greg Chun handles Buzan, because uh, uh, Toshihiko Seki, the Japanese seiyuu for him, just did a fantastic job. He really, like, captured the character. And Buzan's kind of, like, one of those roles where you can, like, go in multiple different directions with it, and it would work, especially since, like, he kind of changes appearance and personality a bit over time. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the big thing about Muzan is that he's just an evil jerk. Yeah, basically, he, he's a, he's just a dick. I mean, basically, yes. And he's also hot. I mean, yes, he is also hot, but... Yeah, no, he's he's got the attractive factor going for him, we'll give him that. Yeah, we'll, we'll give him the He's Hot But Evil award. He uh, won the year after Dio. Dio had to pass on the torch somehow, and he was like, hey, I think this Muzan guy has right on the money. He's killing families, destroying lives. He, he's doing everything I was doing. Yeah. He's the inheritor of Dio. Now we need our Dio-Muzan crossover. My that God. would be too much sexy for one person, to be honest. It probably would be, but we'd uh, put up medical tents so that uh, people could recover <laughs> over time. Yeah. Just, it's sort of like... The battle between, uh, um, bleh, uh, never mind, my brain just imploded. <laughs> I know who I want to say, but my brain doesn't want to. card? No. Sagata Sanchiro and Chuck Norris. There you go. Oh, okay. That works. The too. universe will just implode. So, how do we fix an imploded brain, V Lord? Um, I have no idea. I mean, it so. fixed itself. I just needed a moment. It's like, here's a thought. Oh, you don't remember names. <laughs> oh, there they are. Being old. I blame being old. Oh, me too. But, um, so this episode adapted chapters 10 and 11 of the manga. And it did a pretty solid job. It adds quite a few scenes, though, to kind of draw out the story a bit. But it's 
really well animated sequences, like uh, kind of drawing out the whole kidnapping sequence with Tokie and uh, stuff like that. So it's just like another just example of like really enhancing the like source material and also slowing it down. Slowing it down, but in a way that doesn't necessarily feel super slow. Like, with My Hero, I feel like, with its first season, it had the problem of, like, it was going at that, like, two-chapter pacing, but there just wasn't a lot going on. Where, like, Demon Slayer is kind of, like, making sure to keep you engaged while it's going at that pacing. Yeah, like, they, they, they've slowed it down, but they've used the extra time to add detail rather than just be like sitting there going so what's up yeah exactly like i'm looking at the page where like specifically tokyo is kidnapped it's like two panels or like not not two panels like an entire page but like that's a lot more detailed out in the anime and i think doing those types of like kind of more detailed sequences really helps like make sure the series is more appropriate i guess for animation makes sense i mean just being like well she disappeared Versus what happened, like, what happened was so dramatically tense, it really worked. Yeah. I like the music a lot. Ah, amen. The the music was MVP of this episode, for sure. This also has nothing to do with the actual episode itself, but at the end of the chapter 10 in the manga, uh, Gotiga actually put, like, a, uh, their uh, usual Taisho whispers and rumors section and it was focused on Tokie, and it mentions that Tokie has had three men that have asked uh, to marry her because, like, she's an excellent cook. Oh my! So uh, that, that's a funny little uh, tidbit for a minor character. <laughs> I'm so salty that Tsunami cuts out the Taisho segments after the credits. Oh yeah, they also have them in the anime. I honestly forget if I remembered to watch them when I was watching it subbed, because I, I would usually skip the ending theme. Yeah, me too. Though the singing is pretty good in that. I agree. Everything is good despite me saying it's slow. All hail Demon Slayer, our lord and savior. I mean, I said it before and I'll say it again. This is like my favorite dub pretty much ever right now. Oh dang, that's that's saying something. I mean, I've honestly felt like all the characters have been cast on par with what I'd expect, or better. And the the acting has been top-notch. Like, I love this dub a lot. I kind of like the demon voices more than the human voices, personally. Mm, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure if it's, like, my favorite dub ever, but it's a really good dub. And it's staying, it's staying true to what the characters are. Yeah, if it had a weakness, I'd say it's, it's like, side characters. And I wouldn't say they're bad, but they're, they're not, like, the best voices. But, like, the main ca- anyone that's, like, a named character seems to get a really good casting. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Inosuke is going to have some tough competition, though. Yeah, Inosuke is going to be an interesting one, but I think Bryce is probably going to have it down. Like, he's, he's a very talented actor. I, I admit I have my concerns with him. But I do trust that voice actor as well, so I, I, I'm curious to see what Bryce does with it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I think we've kind of, like, drained all our thoughts on this episode, so uh, any closing uh, things that you want to talk about? Um, I'm glad that they uh, really focused well on Nezuko um, towards the end there, and how she's just not only kicking butt, but, like, she cares. Like, she has a moment, yeah, she's thinking of, like, her family, but she's, like, comforting the people that she's protecting can't believe it took me that long to throw that out but 
Maybe it was your imploded brain. Probably. Oh, sorry but I guess about that's, your brain. That's, that's all right. It, it happens. But I had a whole list of things, and we went through that first part, and I'm just like, oh, okay, well, that's everything. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> that's good. Allison, you have any final thoughts? Uh, I thought the fight and the music was good. I thought the animation was good. That demon was pretty hot, even though he had the grinding teeth thing. But that's mostly because I'm weak for long-haired guys with the pointy shark teeth. Uh, looking forward to Muzan, because Muzan is evil, but also really sexy. He can fuck me up anytime. And, uh, looking forward to, uh, stuff I already saw in Japanese, but need to rewatch again in English, because Toonami, if that makes any sense at all. Yes, yes it does. I get you there. That's good. Um, I guess my final thoughts, just overall, really good episode. And I'm looking forward to the next one because uh, I think that's going to conclude this fight and then go into, I think, the next uh, the next storyline. So um, that's going to be interesting because uh, the storyline after this is uh, a lot more intense. Agreed. And I'm looking forward to that as well. So uh, since we're done here, I guess uh, we might as well plug our stuff and get out of here. Laser, where can the good people find you? Well, they can find me on Twitter at LaserKid Prime. Uh, and you can also find me on the Tsunami Faithful Discord, bouncing around like the crazy person I am. And Allison, where can people find you? Uh, on the Twitter at Mail900 is the same as it is on here. And also the Tsunami Faithful Discord, where I complain about needing sleep and also needing to eat. And also complaining about trying to catch up on everything because I'm in school. Oh, the eternal struggle. I, I know that far too well. Uh, the eternal struggle of trying to maintain good academic standing. Who needs school? Give me more manga. That's where I get my education now. The life anime manga balance. It's a thing. Well, at least when I'm spending 40 minutes on a bus twice a day, that's good reading time. Yeah, you can get through like one volume of manga. More like two or three. Damn, that, that's fast. I think I have discussed with you before that I am a speedy reader of mangoes. You might uh, give Llama run for uh, their money. Eh, it depends. We really gotta meet and discuss our reading speed of mangoes. Speed reading contest. Then we'll have Colton there for comparison since he's a slow reader. And then uh, it'll, it'll all be good. We'll have the ultimate manga reading timetable. Ultimate mango reading timetable featuring one... Manga Boy, one Takashi Manga Boy, and one Manga Girl. Ultimate Manga Re Fighter Championship, round one fight. It's just a bunch, it's Smash Bros, but with Manga Readers. Yes. And every, you take damage every time you finish, uh, or every time your, like, opponent finishes, like, a volume of manga. God. Every match is, like, 20 hours. Bonus round if someone slips in a light novel. Oh, the light novels are, like, extra powerful. They do, like, double damage. Double damage. God, I have so many light novels to read. Me too. So, yeah. You can find me on uh, Twitter at VLORGTZ. I usually am talking about whatever I'm up to, whether it's not sleeping or reading manga. And, uh, yeah, that's generally what I talk about. <laughs> but uh, you can find my more manga-focused reviews over on old-comic.com. 
We've got a lot of uh, good stuff coming down the pipeline there. As, and uh, you can also find my more Tanami focused articles and reviews over on TanamiFaithful.com. So if you're in Tanami, uh, go over there and check that out. As for the podcast, you can find that on Twitter at DSlayerPodcast. Um, we usually post updates about when episodes are coming out and various Demon Slayer news as that uh, comes along. And uh, you can find the podcast itself on a variety of different platforms, including Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, basically anywhere at this point. We're really kind of all over the place. What's Anchor? Anchor is our main primary host. Um, so it gets uploaded like there and then it gets shot over to all the other platforms that we have it on. It's very useful. But uh, yeah, so like you can basically find us anywhere that you listen to podcasts. We also have a sub-website on TanamiFaithful.com. It's TanamiFaithful.com slash Demon Slayer Podcast. So uh, we're still trying to figure out uh, some stuff to do on there. Right now, just the episodes are kind of posted there as well. But uh, we're thinking possibly maybe doing uh, reviews on there or stuff like that down the line. We're kind of still just like figuring out how we'll get that done. But uh, if we do do anything on there, we'll be sure to share it on the Twitter um, so that you guys know about it. We're also on Facebook at uh, facebook.com forward slash Demon Slayer podcast. Um, usually it's just kind of a repeat of the Twitter feed, but if uh, you're more of a Facebook user than a Twitter user, that's a good place to also keep up with our updates about when the podcast comes out. So, uh, yeah, that about does it for this episode. So we will see you guys later. We did it. Take care, guys.